The case has caused the whole world to witness a dark scene of brutality and madness. She was carrying a gun and assaulted YouTube employees, injuring three and leaving one in a critical condition. Welcome back to our channel. Today we will cover the wrath of Nasim Agdam, who caused the mass shooting at YouTube headquarters. She is a YouTuber who rose to prominence in a short period of time. And despite the fact that the sentiment that drives her content is one that is cared for and nurtured, her story will eventually turn into a rage and be obliterated over time. The question is how can a human get to this point? What was in Avdam's mind that prompted her to commit such a heinous and terrible act? Let's go into the details of this case and learn about the psychology of this villain. Watch out and prepare yourself for what will be revealed. The individual in question is Nassim Agdam. Although the case we're going to talk about today will take us to the United States of America, before we watch it, let's turn the clocks back to Iran, which is the country in West Asia where this narrative started. Iran has clearly had better times when it comes to maintaining stable relations with its neighbors. However, Additional beneficial features might be brought to light, despite the fact that it is having diplomatic and economic difficulties. Iran is home to 11 of the world's 14 climatic classifications, giving it a stunningly varied landscape. It is more well-known for its dry climate, which frequently casts a shadow over well-known towns like Tehran and Esfahan. However, if you travel to the north, you will come across a temperate hurricane forest, beaches in a tropical climate, and even snow. Choosing to make their home in a lamper, which is located not far from the capital. Iran was formerly known as Persia, and the ancient roots of the country can be found all around the country. These historic roots are the source of much of Iran's unique architecture. We are going to Urmia which is not to be mistaken with Lake Urmia or the nation of Azerbaijan. Rather, it is the 10th most populous city in Iran. Urmia can be found in the province of West Azerbaijan. Nasim Agdam was born to her parents, Ismail Agdam and Nasim Agdam, in the year 1979, on the 5th of April, to be exact. Her father's name at the time was Ismail Agdam. In addition, Nasim had a brother named Sharon Agdam, and the two of them, together with their mother and father, shared a home that was not very large. Nasim was said to have had a good upbringing as a youngster, and it was also said that she was a highly conscious child, despite the fact that not much is known about her earlier years. Nasim was only seven years old when she gave up eating meat and made the transition to vegetarianism on her own without any guidance or encouragement from her family. Nassim's parents were both members of the Baha'i Faith, a religion that began in 1844, less than 200 years ago, and Nassim followed in their footsteps by becoming a recognized member of the faith. The Baha'i Faith does not have any strong views regarding the consumption of meat, and Nassim's decision to become a vegetarian was entirely of her own free will. The year 1996 was the year that Nassim's father discovered a chance for himself to pursue a business endeavor in the United States. And after only a little bit of persuasion, 
The family came to the conclusion that it would be in their best interest to move to a new country and give something else a try. They say that variety is the spice of life. And while living in Iran wasn't exactly terrible, I miss having more of it. However, the truth of the matter is far more convoluted than that. The Baha'i religion is severely oppressed due to the fact that its adherents number in the tens of thousands at most. In Iran, the Agam family lived in a house that most likely had an uneasy atmosphere. It is quite likely that they did so for a second reason when they decided to seek asylum in the United States. Consequently, keeping all of this in mind, dial 9096 for San Diego. The Ogden family had a hard time adapting to the new culture and lifestyle in the United States because of the significant cultural differences between Iran and the United States. But it was even more challenging for Nassim. She was in her 16th year at the time. It was already difficult for her to make sense of life at times, and now she had to cope with a radical shift in what she had previously regarded to be the usual. This was something that she was never quite able to wrap her brain around. She continued to represent herself as Persian online and would continue to mostly talk in her hometown, Farsi, because Nassim Agdam would never truly adapt into American culture. Even though she went to school, she never had more than a few of friends at any given time. She chose to rely on the virtual community of the internet for both her social requirements and her leisure needs instead. And as a consequence of this response, Nassim became even more cut off from the rest of the people who were physically living around her. As Nassim entered her early 20s, she was still without a romantic partner despite having passed her teenage years. She did not have a male, or anybody else for that matter in any of the pictures that she had taken. That is not to imply that she had any sense of sympathy. It just didn't work out with anyone. In the year 2007, she gave a young rabbit that would grow up to be her closest companion a home through the process of adoption. As Nassim entered adulthood, the one thing that never wavered for her was her commitment to improving the lives of animals by giving up all animal products and becoming a vegan. She participated in a demonstration with the people for the ethical treatment of animals, better known as Peter, in the year 2009, during which she brandished a sword, wore a wig, and painted blood droplets on her trousers in order to voice her opposition to the use of pigs in psychological training for members of the armed forces. She stated this during an interview with reporters from the neighborhood news outlet. In my opinion, animal rights are the same as human rights. Throughout the course of the year, Nassim would continue to accompany Peter to a number of other demonstrations. But, by the year 2010, she had changed her phone number and was no longer visible anywhere. Other activists were taken aback when they saw her go. But the reason she suddenly stopped showing up was not because she had given up the fight. In point of fact, the situation was exactly the reverse. Nassim chose to live an isolated lifestyle, have a constant presence on the internet, and have a burning passion to communicate with the rest of the world. As a result, 
she opted to take herself to YouTube and other social media platforms rather than traditional ways of communication. It was in September of 2010 that she signed up for a channel on YouTube under the name Vegan Nassim. There, she would talk about herself as a female bodybuilder from Iran who was also an animal rights activist and advocated for healthy and compassionate ways of life. And to be fair to the woman, she would amass a sizable fan base. However, it was not necessarily due to her dogged advocacy for the rights of animals. She is also known for her work as a model, dancer, comedian, artist, and athlete, which contributed to the development of her fan base. In a nutshell, Nassim's YouTube career consisted of a variety of personas, and on paper, she appeared to possess several talents. However, as is the case with other types of creative expression, one must choose between producing work of high quality and a large number. When time is a valuable resource, you cannot have both of those things. Either that, or she just wasn't very good at editing her films, since some of the things she created were extremely strange to watch. I would love to meet you so that I may cheat you and show you secret things like anguish, misery, and the style of cuisine that makes me weep. Take a look at that cut of beef. It would appear that your next heart attack will be brought on by one of the new voice cell phones at work. You desire nothing more than this. Isn't it hilarious? Ha, oh, even though I know you despise me, let's try to get along nonetheless. My mind is still attempting to make sense of what I saw in that video. Putting aside its peculiar nature, Nassim's content featured a highly visible organizational pattern. Its primary focus would almost always be vegan cuisine or the protection of animals' rights. And as time went on, she eventually found her footing on the YouTube platform. And despite the fact that her material was most likely not appropriate for everyone, as was previously said, she managed to build a sizable fan base that followed her for one reason or another. Soon after that, she started a second account called Nasim Sabs, which means Green Nazim in Farsi. This account, like the first, focused on her personal life as well as modeling. Then came Nasim Handmaids, an outlet for all of her artistic activities. And last but not least, there is Yasel Nasim, which is the same as Nasim Sabs but geared for her rapidly expanding Turkish audience. Over the course of his tenure on YouTube, Nassim amassed a sizable following, which included more than 27,000 subscribers and over 9 million views. She gained up to 60,000 followers on Instagram, where she represented herself as an athlete, artist, comedian, poet, model, singer, host, actress, director, and producer. She also said that she was a host of other things. Just keep in mind what I mentioned about the importance of quality above quantity. In addition, she stated that within the Persian and Turkish communities, she was the animal rights activist who was the best known and most renowned. Even Ander Share TV, along with several other Persian TV networks, broadcast one of her song videos. And in the same way that her other videos are amazing, these ones are too. You do not dare not kill for passion.
You do not dare not wear bloody passion. You do not dare not sell your soul to the world of money, fame, and gory delight. You do not dare not kill for passion. As time passed, Nassim's fame in Iran increased from one significant achievement to the next. Eventually, she became well recognized on Iranian social media as well, mostly for her promotion of veganism, healthy living, and the rights of animals. And it's possible that she was going for an intentionally strange vibe with her videos. But who can say for sure? The use of this in her instructional structure and overall presentation style seems to work really effectively in drawing in viewers. At one point in her life, Nassim even launched her very own charitable organization, which she named Peace Fundering, with the purpose of serving as an animal rights foundation. Only a quick note on this little point, but only one month later, Nassim would make the decision to terminate her firm. You do realize that the thought is what counts, don't you? The year 2013 was the year when Nassim and her parents made the journey from San Diego to Manafi, which is also located in the state of California. The Adam family is well known in the neighborhood for their kind and welcoming demeanor. On the other hand, they did not encounter Nassim very frequently. She never left the house but instead stayed inside to work on her own projects. I'm going to give it my all to keep this film from being bogged down with her material, but her art is just so unsettling to look at. So maybe one more video. There was not a male in the club. There should be more alcoholic beverages at the club. Espresso machine. Tonight is all about wellness. More drinking during the gathering. You should get right to making out. Everything that is positive. And please keep in mind that 16-year-old Ollie is not a genuine jerk. Okay, I believe that sums up everything. Her YouTube channels would continue to expand over the years. But along with that would come the strangeness of her videos and, possibly, her own degrees of self-paranoia. Her videos would become increasingly peculiar. She would go and rage to her audience about how she was being targeted and persecuted by anti-vegan businesses, at one point saying that they had tried to murder her by puncturing her tight or with a nail. She would go and rant about how she was being targeted and victimized by anti-vegan businesses. Her attempts to promote animal rights were likewise getting more radical as she worked toward that goal. Do not misunderstand me. There is absolutely nothing wrong with leading a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle. And at the end of the day, that choice is something that each individual must make for themselves. But as time went on, her films became increasingly explicit. And because they were all viewable by the general public on a publicly accessible site, I am unable to present any of them in this video. And along with her celebrity came an increase in the number of inquiries into her own mental health that were directed at her. She was frequently questioned as to whether or not she suffered from a mental illness, to which she would always respond. I don't have any special mental or physical disease, but I do live on a planet filled with disease disorders, perversions, and injustices. 2017 was the year in which the YouTuber first reported experiencing issues with the platform's namesake website.
Despite the fact that in the past she had created thousands of views and new subscribers, she started to see a large reduction in both. And this was noted on not just one of her channels, but all four of her channels simultaneously. In addition, regardless of the fact that she was still receiving views, she got the impression that the proportion of her earnings that came from those views had significantly decreased. She even went so far as to publish her YouTube stats on her website, which was also where she continued to moan about the platform. There is a lot of ambiguity surrounding the specifics of her ad revenue. At that time, YouTube was in the process of making significant adjustments to the criteria that govern whether or not advertisements may be displayed on videos, and the algorithm that would determine whether or not a video was suitable for monetization was still very much in the testing phase. Because of this, it appeared that Nassim's videos would not be eligible for monetization at this time, at least not for the time being. It is unknown if this was the result of a change in the criteria or whether it was the result of a change in the algorithm. Nonetheless, she continued to publish violent films of animal mistreatment online. Nassim decided that from this moment on, the video sharing website YouTube would be added to her list of adversaries, which, as could be expected, had been expanding steadily over the course of the previous several months. She began to have a very pessimistic outlook on YouTube and laid the blame for the decline in views she was seeing on the website itself, especially believing that YouTube was censoring and hiding her videos because of the content they contain. She even went so far as to protest on the corners of streets, holding posters alleging that the corporation is a dictatorship with a secret policy, a place that purportedly fosters ignorance bigotry, and the suppression of the truth. She even went so far as to protest on the corners of streets. She also brought the conflict to her website, where she compared Adolf Hitler to YouTube, despite the fact that the phrase she used to support her claim was never really said by Hitler. Nassim was also dissatisfied with her lack of freedom of expression, which, in her opinion, was more severe in the United States than in Iran. Forward to the year 2018, and things would sink even further for Nassim following the pretty catastrophic footage of YouTuber Logan Paul in Japan's Akiga Forest. Following this, another round of modifications to YouTube's monetization policy were implemented, and this further pushed Nassim's earnings down the drain. By this point, both Nassim and her conduct had become far more perplexing. Despite the fact that her advocacy for animal rights came from a good place, she was not without criticism. Her delivery style and the manner in which she communicated were becoming significantly more confrontational and explicit. She had also had several disagreements with her family, and in the end, she made the decision to leave the home she shared with them and move in with her grandmother in San Diego. These disagreements had occurred on various times. The more that Nassim struggled with the functionality of YouTube, the more she wanted to take action against the platform. And all the while, her paranoia and her tendency to exaggerate the seriousness of situations continued to worsen. The 31st of March, 2018. 
was the day when Nassim would suddenly cut off communication with her family and then vanish. Even though they had been involved in a number of disagreements in the weeks leading up to this point, her parents were not particularly concerned about her well-being. Despite this, they were concerned for her welfare since they knew she carried a chip on her shoulder and wanted to ensure that she was doing well. Therefore, on April 2, which was two days after the initial search, they contacted the police to report a missing person. In the beginning, nobody had any idea where Nassim was. But at precisely 1.40 the next morning, the very next day, she called. She would be discovered by law enforcement while dozing off in her vehicle while parked at Walmart. This is exactly where her head is. Hi, are you not seen? Hey, you reported yourself missing, right? Yeah, as not being present in San Diego. Yeah, I parted ways with my family. Okay, I simply wanted to ask, if it's okay with you, why you decided to go. We are unable to get the lines to work together. Okay. Do you happen to have identification on you at this moment? Sure. Were members of your family just plain difficult for you to get along with? Yeah. How long have you been living in this town of Mountain View? I left home. Okay. You don't tell anyone else where you went, do you? No. Okay. You certainly don't want to cause harm to yourself, do you? You have no intention of causing harm to anyone else. You don't want to end your life by taking your own life or doing anything else like that, right? Okay. Do you have any plans to visit your family in the near future? No? Okay. I can see your point. Therefore, the only thing that we are going to do is make sure that everything is well with you. Therefore, we need to contact your father. We will just inform him that you are doing well and that you do not want to be bothered about this matter. Is there anything in particular that you would like us to relay to your parents? Okay, okay, got it. I am grateful. Thank you very much. The officers who carried out their duties in accordance with. Due to protocol. Nassim was able to leave without being required to inform her parents of her decision. She gave off an air of stoicism, and her ideas appeared to be somewhat foolish. Nevertheless, she was not in danger in any way. The officer's observations of her activities, manner, and responses did not reveal any reason for alarm on their part. It did not appear that she posed a risk, either to herself or to others. They were completely unaware of the fact that Nassim was located approximately 40 kilometers to the southeast of one of YouTube's main headquarters and that she worked there. In fact, she does have a plan and a gun in the trunk of her car. In the wee hours of April 3, 2018, Nassim Agdam drove from the Walmart in Mountain View to San Bruno, a trip that along Route 101 would take no more than approximately half an hour. In addition, after she had arrived, she went to a nearby firing range in order to hone her skills with a handgun. After she had reached the point where she thought she could leave the institution on her own, she did so and drove directly back to her vehicle. 
She then proceeded to drive to the location of YouTube's headquarters at 901 Cherry Avenue, where she parked her vehicle in the parking lot just adjacent to the building. And only a few short minutes later, Nassim Adam arrived to the YouTube offices by way of an exterior entrance that led to a terrace that was packed with YouTube personnel. And smack dab in the middle of their break for lunch was when Nassim started the next and last chapter of her life. Before she began firing into the throng, she removed a Smith & Wesson pistol with a 9mm caliber and drew it. Employees in the surrounding area screed to get out of the area, while those who were already inside the building secured the doors and dialed 911. Officers arrived on the scene within two minutes, and when they did, they found Nassim Adam lying motionless on the ground after firing into the crowd. Prior to her death, she had taken the ultimate decision in her life to end it. After the initial 911 calls were received, emergency services personnel who were quick to respond to the crisis would arrive on the scene in less than 100 seconds. Even though they had come in a swift and merciless reaction, the slaughter was already done by the time they had finished assessing the dangers and tending to the injured civilians. They moved extremely quickly. In spite of the fact that Nassim Agdam had charged into the courtyard with a pistol and shot three people, all three of his victims were just hurt and were still alive. They were taken to the hospital as quickly as possible for treatment of their wounds, and shortly thereafter, all of them made a full recovery in the following weeks and months after the assault. By 11 o'clock that evening, the perpetrator of the attack was formally recognized as Nassim Magdam by the police. Shortly thereafter, her social media sites experienced a surge in the number of views before being taken away permanently. There was no trace of drugs or alcohol in the scene system on the day of the shooting, which occurred only two days before her 39th birthday. A coroner's report concluded that Nassim had died as a result of a gunshot wound to the heart that she had inflicted on herself. The very following day, YouTube would issue a statement in which it detailed its amazement at the incident while also expressing its appreciation for the quickness with which police officers responded. It came as quite a shock when Nassim decided to launch an attack on YouTube. Despite the fact that she used YouTube as a platform, she did not have any kind of personal connection or even any connection at all with any of the employees there. The fact that Nassim was selecting employees at random demonstrates the psychological state and situation that she was in. She was willing to murder innocent people simply to get her message over to the platform, a message that I assume illustrates her fury at being demonetized. She was prepared to kill innocent people just to get her message across to the platform. Either that or her belief in the platform was waiting under some type of COVID tyranny, which is plain silly to believe in anyway because it is not a democratic system. In any case, her channel has most certainly been demonetized, and it is quite doubtful that she will ever be able to convince another human being to become a vegan. Therefore, I am unclear as to what precisely she was attempting to show with her assault. In the end, she accomplished absolutely nothing from the endeavor. 
We will probably never know for sure whether or not she was dealing with an untreated mental health condition when she was alive. When it came to her perspective on YouTube and even, to some extent, the way in which she felt the United States of America functions, it was obvious that Nassim had some peculiar thinking patterns going on. Her vegan ideals were not necessarily undesirable to the platform, and I don't believe YouTube had an issue with that either. That being said, I don't think YouTube had a problem with the fact that she was vegan. It is my view that she was demonetized as a result of the manner in which she published her material, which violated a guideline that I myself feel very strongly about. However, the manner in which you show your information is really crucial on YouTube, and YouTube itself is going through a very challenging time right now. When you stop to think about it, there is no one solution that works for everything. Every channel is unique, and it may be challenging for a large firm to appropriately evaluate each one of them. The best way for Nassim to get back on track would have been for her to initiate dialogue with the platform, reflect on and learn from her errors, and modify her material accordingly. Rather of choosing non-violence, she responded to the news of the attack with the most chaotic and irrational act of violence imaginable. The news of Nassim's death was devastating to her parents. In their initial statement, they declared that our family is in complete disbelief and that we are unable to comprehend what took place the previous day. Our family would want to convey the censorous grief and sorrow for what has occurred to innocent victims even though there are no words that can adequately reflect the profound agony that this tragedy has caused us. In the end, the Ogden family would open their doors to me here, and during our time together, we conducted interviews in which we learned that both the mother and the father were as astonished as they were distressed. Two kind parents who never in their wildest dreams imagined that their daughter would try to train herself to become a cold-blooded assassin. Today was her birthday. Today. Today. Yeah. It is now her birthday. The couple even exhibited Nassim's bedroom, the place in which she had previously filmed some of her movies, based on their beliefs that she had never injured anybody and that she had filmed them while doing so. And the blue wall, which used to be viewed by thousands of people, is now just welcoming the random visitor who stays at her parents' house. And despite the fact that her website and YouTube channel have been taken down, Nassim's Telegram channel, which is known as Nassim Sabs One, is still kept current. The channel has become a media mausoleum for a really unsettling character. It is an honor to have your attention for this real-life crime case. If the content presented here has provided you with valuable insights or engaged your interest, I would be grateful if you could show your appreciation by hitting the thumbs up button and subscribing to our channel. I am eager to hear your thoughts on Nassim Ogdam, the perpetrator of this heinous crime. What kind of person do you believe she was, and what drove her to commit such a violent act? Did she consider the potential consequences of her actions? Please share your perspective with me in the comments section below. Thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, stay vigilant.